0: Open them up to Galatians chapter one, uh, 5. Galatians chapter 5. I want to welcome those watching online around the world right now. Last I checked, we had about 10 viewers today. All the way from Australia. Uh, let's see, Texas. I know we had someone from there. God's just doing a work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says this, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now go down the road a little bit. Oh boy, I just had a glory wave hit me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Woo! You, you, You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Words well, it's like it's just a shot of electricity coming at you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. That's His manifest presence, by the way, for those who don't know. God is alive. He is not dead. Amen? Galatians five, thirteen or through 14 says, For you, brethren, Christians, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh or for sin but through love serve one another for all the law is fulfilled in one word even in this you shall love your neighbor as yourself now with this being independence day weekend in the natural i felt moved by the holy ghost to talk about our freedom in christ because how many of you know for the christian every day is independence day The moment you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection from the dead, every day is Independence Day for you, or should be. Now, I am grateful for the freedoms and liberties that we have in this country. This country, by the way, was founded upon godly principles. It was founded upon the word of God for those of you in Washington, D.C. that don't know that. Or who turn your head to that fact. It's true. The favor of God was upon this country when it was founded. Now, we are starting to see in these last days, however, that people are using that freedom to dishonor God and His Word instead of clinging onto the foundation that this nation was founded upon. Amen? If the foundations be destroyed, the Word of God says, What can the righteous do? God is counting on you and I as Christians to lift his standards up. To stand for righteousness. Amen? Because religious freedoms in America are slowly being taken away if you haven't noticed. What brave men and women have fought so hard for and even lost their lives for is slowly being taken away in this country, America things such as as crosses the 10 commandments they're being ordered down by federal courts to be taken down and these things have been have been in these locations for years and years and now they're being challenged why now all of the sudden are these foundational symbols of what this country is founded on. The Lord Jesus Christ. Why are they be com- being commanded to take down now, being taken down now? Because we are in the end times. We are in the last days. Are you hearing me? But listen, there's some Christians who say, you know, th- this has to just play out and we just need to sit back and let it go. But you know what? God says that we need to stand for righteousness. We still need to stand for righteousness. So you need to make your voice heard. Amen? We as Christians ought not to turn our heads to these things, but rather stand up for Christ. Stand up for the Word of God. Stand up for religious freedoms. Amen? Did you know that in Canada there is a hate crimes law that you cannot speak against homosexuality? Did you know that? Any pastor who preaches against homosexuality that it's a sin can be thrown in jail. Prison. Now if you don't think that can't happen in this country, think again. Because there is a bill in Congress right now, a hate crimes bill. That if it passes, the same thing that's that happened in Canada is going to happen right here in the sweet old U.S. of A. as a Christian listen to me very closely Christians as a Christian remember this and don't ever forget it before you are a citizen of the United States of America you are first and foremost a citizen of the Kingdom of God are you hearing me all of your allegiance and devotion first And foremost belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And why am I saying this? Because I'm saying it like this. If America requires something of you. Puts a law into place that's against the word of God. In God's eyes you are under no obligation. None. To abide by that law. Did you hear me? That's how the apostles got thrown in prison. They were told, don't preach the word. They said, you know what? I'm going to obey God more than you, more than man. If something is put into place that is against the word, you are under no obligation by God to abide by that law. You are first and foremost a citizen of the kingdom of God. And that's why the Bible says we are pilgrims on this earth. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were commanded to bow down to the golden image. That was the law of the land. Do you understand that? That was the law of the land. It was a bill put in place and voted on. And the leaders said, yes, this is going to happen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, not in my life it's not. And what happened? God showed up with great favor. Great favor. They were thrown in the fiery furnace. And by then there was a fourth man. God protected them in that fiery furnace. Don't get me wrong. We need to be good and faithful citizens of our country. But not at the expense of sinning against and forsaking the word of the living God. Did you hear me this morning? You are under no obligation to follow any law that's against God's law. God's law is higher than man's law. Oh, I feel the boldness of the Holy Ghost. The question is, who's going to be bold enough to stand up against these man-made laws that are trying to take the Word of God out of our system? And I'll tell you right now, if you're going to be bold and stand up against this in the face of what the what, what government says, in the face of what everyone is doing around you, you need Holy Ghost boldness. Holy Ghost boldness. I, I just can't camp out enough on this. Because the time is coming when this is going to be so. The time is coming when this is going to be so. And, and if, you, if you don't think that, you're a fool. If you don't think that, you're a fool. And you're not reading the word of the living God. Are you hearing me, somebody? Somebody? yes so now today I want to talk about our freedom in Christ as Christians what does it mean to have freedom in Christ because freedom is never free it cost something many people lost their lives to establish the United States of America and in a spiritual sense, it costs Jesus Christ the death on the cross to purchase our freedom. And all those who will make him Lord and Savior after us. It cost Jesus something. And it's going to cost you and I something to take up our cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't, don't think... That you can continue to live like the world and the devil, come and say a, a nice sinner's prayer and live like the world and the devil, and that you're going to, you're going to right into heaven one day. Hello, somebody. If you think that, you're a fool. Now, because we have been freed from sin through the Lord Jesus Christ, we are free To serve God on this earth. We are free to serve God on this earth. Go to 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7. 22 through 24 I'm going to look at. Anyone who's a follower... Of the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to put their stamp of approval on abortion, homosexuality, nobody. Don't tell me that person's a Christian. Don't tell me that president is a Christian. He's not. He needs an encounter with the Savior, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, to clean the sin out of his spirit man. Anyone who calls himself a Christian and holds on to those views is deceived. And they're on their way to hell if they hold on to those views. You heard me. They're on their way to hell if they hold on to those views. You can put any name tag you want, but you show me some evidence that you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. There better be evidence. There better be fruit to back this thing up, People. Jesus said you would know them by their fruit. You would know them, know them, know them by their fruit. Not by what they say. Not by the name tag they put on themselves. It's by their fruit. What's their lifestyles? What is their belief system based on? And if it's not based on the Word of God, you're not a child of God. Period. First 1 Corinthians 7, 22. Twenty four. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's free man. Likewise, he who is called uh, while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price, do not become slaves of men. Mm. Brethren, let each one remain with God in that state in which he was called. This is what really baffles the world and unsaved people. They think that they are free living apart from God and the Word of God. It's deception. The truth is that true freedom is found in making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and serving God. That is true freedom. Like the song said today, we are set free To fulfill the will of God in our life. Where's the bulletin? Let me see a bulletin here. There is an awesome quote that Elizabeth put in here today. It says, God's purpose in redeeming men from sin is not to give them freedom to do as they please, but freedom to do as He pleases. Does that not sum it up right there? And I'll tell you right now, if you're truly a child of God, your desires are going to line up with God's desires. That's why Jesus said, it, what I'm asking you to do shouldn't be burden, burdensome to you. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, he said. Right? Why? Because his desire should be yours if you're his child. And if it is a burden, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) Amen? Amen? So they think living apart from God is free, but really they're in bondage to the devil and evil spirits. They're in bondage to sin. But that's a spiritual concept, a spiritual truth, and the world is blinded to that truth. Are you hearing me? Satan and evil spirits, they, they try so hard to blind the hearts and the minds of the unsaved to keep them from coming to the knowledge of the truth of God's word and to knowing God's plan for their life. Do you ever notice how hard it is? Like it, it, you, uh, someone you know at your work or, or someone you know, an unsaved person, you invite them to church. Do you know it's like pulling teeth trying to get them into a church building most of the time? Do you know what I'm talking about? Pulling teeth. Yeah, pick me up this Sunday. You show up and they're still in bed. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm just not going to be able. What's going on? Distraction. Distraction from the enemy. Distraction. The enemy doesn't want them to hear this message. Distractions. Say distractions. That's all it is. Excuses. Distractions. If you want excuses and distractions, Satan's got plenty of them for you. But if you want the will of God for your life, come on somebody. God only holds the key to your destiny and purpose in this life. And in that which is to come in eternity. Amen? I love that God's purpose in redeeming men or people from sin is not to give them freedom to do as they please but freedom to do as he pleases because it is a safety net being in the will of God for your life that's your safety net that's where your provisions at that's where your peace is at. That's why when a sister comes up and gives a testimony that she's starting to tithe and gives offerings and obeying the word of God, provision's coming because your provision is found in obedience to the word. And it's dry apart from that. Are you hearing me? You and I as Christians, we have been adequately equipped To serve God Because we've been made new creatures in Christ Someone says Well I'm a Christian but I'm not born again Hello Jesus said you must be born again And if you're born again Your desires are going to line up with the word Your heartbeat's going to be in line With God's heartbeat You're going to feel about Harry Potter The way that God feels about Harry Potter That he's a dirty rotten sinner He's a witch in witchcraft Hello? (laughs) Harry Potter needs to get saved. Then he needs to get those devils cast out of him. Amen? My goodness, people. Jesus said in John 15, verse 5, He said, Apart from me, you can do nothing. What does that mean? Of course you can do something, but what is he talking about? Nothing that is meaningful. You won't be able to do nothing that has any eternal value. Sure, you might be be able to do some great things in the natural, have a great job. Boy, you know, you you got your your riches, you got all that stuff. But listen to me. Like I said before, there was no U-Haul following my mom's hearse to the cemetery three months ago. I'm telling you, Jesus said, apart from me, apart from a relationship, a meaningful relationship, personal relationship with me, you can do nothing, nothing with eternal value. Apart from him, you can't build up any treasures in heaven. Acts 17, verse 28 is interesting. It says this, in Him, notice the Him is capitalized, the H. In Him, in Jesus, we live, we move, and we have our being. So then you could infer the opposite from that scripture. Outside or apart from Jesus, we can't truly live. We are bound, and our true purpose for our lives cannot be fulfilled apart from a personal relationship. With the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. Jesus said he is, the true, he is the true vine. John 15. John 15. Jesus says I am the true vine. What does that mean? Why did Jesus have to say true? Because there's a lot of false vines out there that people are plugging into. And all it's breeding is death in your life. Anything outside of Jesus Christ trying to find your life source is sin. Did you hear me? Anything you're trying to plug into apart from Jesus Christ. He said, I am the true vine. The devil is going to bring a lot of vines into your life if he hasn't already. I'm sure he has. He's going to bring a lot of vines in here, but guess what? They're false. There's no life in them. None. Jesus is the true vine vine and the holy spirit is always trying to lead us as christians into freedom and out of bondage you mean there's christians in bondage pastor james yes there is y- y- you want to sit with me in some deliverance sessions that i have you'll see real quick you'd be like well i, I thought that person's life was perfect There's no way they could have this thing. Oh boy, look out. The Holy Spirit is always trying to lead Christians into freedom and out of bondage. And this is the danger of quenching, of grieving the Holy Spirit of God. Because if you grieve and quench the Holy Spirit of God, He is the only part of the Trinity on this earth right now. He is your only helper. You understand that? So if you take away the helper, guess what? You're in deep trouble. We need that. Oh, we need sweet fellowship and communion with the Holy Spirit. Open your heart up to Him. Drop the stinking pride. And say, Holy Ghost, search me. And if there's anything in my life, anything in my heart that I haven't dealt with, that's hindering my walk with you, with the Lord Jesus Christ, reveal it to me. Because I don't want it. And and unless you get to that point, if you don't get to that point, you're going to live the rest of your Christian life in bondage, in areas of your life. I said in areas of your life. Because there's some things in your life you're just really good at. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you might be really nice to people and all that good stuff, but on the other side of the coin, come on, someone has a pornography problem over here. I'm not saying over here in general. I'm just, you know what I'm talking about. Unless the Holy Ghost is leading me somewhere over here. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? There, there can be areas of a person's life. Uh, someone, um, I don't know, they might be good at one thing, and, and over here, man, they're the biggest gossip. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say areas. There's areas. There's areas. And and there's certain, there, there's, there's Christians who, who are in demonic bondage in certain areas of their life. Now... That doesn't excuse you. The devil never made you do anything. What did you do? You gave in to the will of the enemy in your life. That's what it is. So that's why even though if a person is demonized, they have a demonic spirit they're in bondage to, you're, you're, you're not free from the responsibility because you have a free will. You just simply gave in to the compulsions of that demon or evil spirit in your life. Are you following me? See, there's there's nothing that has to be kooky about deliverance ministry. You know what I mean? Really, I mean, it's just people who lack knowledge on the top. You know what I found out too? Are you ready for this? Someone who doesn't believe that a Christian can't be demonized in an area of their life and need deliverance from a demon or demons, I found out that those people never cast a demon out of a person in their life. Are you hearing me? You talk to people who have been working in the deliverance ministry, and they'll tell you more than not, the majority of the people are people who love Jesus. They, and there's an areas of bondage in their life, suicidal thoughts. And they just can't shake free from this thing. They, you fill in the blank. There's areas of their life that they're in bondage, and they're really having trouble getting set free from. This isn't even in my notes. Someone needs to hear this. Mark chapter 7, deliverance is the children's bread, Jesus said. You show me a scripture someone says, well, don't when you get born again doesn't if you have something, don't they just leave automatically? Um, you know, I'm not going to limit God. Of course that can happen, but you know what? We have more evidence than not in scripture that reveals that if there's something present, it needs to be commanded to leave a person's life. Yeah. You look it up. All the, all the instances where Jesus casted out devils. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If, if they leave automatically, I mean, why not just get the person saved and you never have to cast out devils? Why would Mark 16 say, These signs shall follow them who believe. They shall cast out devils. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really want to encourage you study it up, study on it yourself. And I got more information. You can go to our website at revivalchristian.org, and I have a actually a whole teaching on that that explains it. Nothing kooky, nothing freaky about it. All right, it's biblical, and the deliverance ministry is simply a part of the healing ministry. In fact, in Luke, I believe five times Jesus refers, or in the context of casting out a demon. It refers to it as healing. Yeah. Healing. That's it. Alright? But because of fear and, and some lack of knowledge, you know, Christians just don't want to go there, alright? But I say if there's something there, let's get rid of that sucker in Jesus' name. Amen? Yeah. Alright. right. Second Corinthians three seventeen says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Or you could also say where the will of God is being accomplished or embraced, it will always produce liberty in the life of that individual. The Holy Ghost is always trying to lead us to freedom and out of bondage. Jesus said in John 16, 13, says when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Now look at John chapter 8 here. Let's look at something. John chapter 8. 31 through 32 here. Says. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word. You are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now. Now. What will make you and I free? The truth? Is it only the truth? What is it? Knowing the truth. Ignorance or a lack of knowledge of God's word is not bliss. It's lethal. It's dangerous. Again, I'm I'm taken back now by the Holy Ghost to that scripture in Hebrews where it says, For by this time you ought to be teachers. You know, you know what, that's implying that we need to be in the Word of God probably more than what we are. I mean, really, I mean, I should, a pastor, a pastor should be able to point out any person in the church and say, hey, can you teach this class? Think about this. There should be enough confidence there where, where I say, hey, you, you know, brother, sister, can, can you teach on this topic tonight? For by this time, you ought to be teachers. Think about that. Because you know what the fivefold ministry, a pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle, prophet, you know what their function is, don't you, really? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Isn't that powerful? Really. I mean, my job is not just to come in here and give you a nice fuzzy warm feeling couple laughs yeah. no I'm training up an army yeah. I, I want to raise up an army yeah. I want to train you for the work of the ministry yeah. isn't that good yeah. good you're, teaching, you're all teaching the next training set no I'm just kidding <laughs> think about that. For by this time, by this time you ought to be teachers. Now, I don't have time to go into it completely right now. But back in Raymond, Doug Jones' class actually, awesome man of God, great teacher. I'd like to have him here to to minister on a Sunday. But he was showing, and and I don't have time to go into it, I'm just going to give you the facts and, and you can study it on your own, okay? But Basically, there is a time frame, Paul was talking about being a mature Christian, okay? And there is a time frame from when, when these people in a city received Christ until they were considered mature by the Apostle Paul, all right? Do you know, Doug Jones did the legwork on this. Do you know what the approximate amount of time was there from when they first got saved to when they were considered mature? or Four years. years for crying out loud (laughs) a time it takes to get a bachelor's degree now in the body of Christ I'm not nobody here just on time frames but what I'm just a general statement we got people who've been Christians for 10 20 30 40 50 or more years And they couldn't teach on a topic in the Word if their life depended on it. Four years. Four. But the truth is only useful to you unless you know it or have knowledge of it. And you apply it. So the Holy Spirit is constantly there helping you and I, the Christian... To maintain that freedom that legally belongs to us. You missed that probably. I said it kind of fast. That legally belongs to us. It is one thing that the provision is there that they legally belong to us as a Christian. But now it's another thing to experience the blessing of it. To take hold of it. Now, if someone is sick, they're unsaved and they're sick. They have a disease, all right? They they make Jesus Lord of their life. I know know this can happen. I know some bonehead's going to say, well, yeah, that can happen. And I'm telling you, yeah, it could. They come and they make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. They could get healed, but more than not, many don't once they make Jesus Lord of their life. But what needs to be done? Prayer for the sick. It's a promise that's in the word. The provision's there. But you need to take hold of it. If everything that happens is the will of God, we might as well just not have church. We might as well not pray. We might. As well, are you hearing me? I mean, we might as well not even, there might as well not even be the fivefold ministry. What's the point? If everything that happens is the will of God, right? So my point is, legally speaking, these benefits are there. They're available, but you need to know them, and you need to contend for them and take hold of them by faith, because it is a fight of faith, all right? Um, So remember this now, freedom in the life of a Christian must always be maintained, Always. Freedom in the life of a Christian must always be maintained. Because it is possible to fall back or backslide. You know what I'm saying? We got to keep the oil fresh in our lives. I mean, do you 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 buy a new car and it's the oil's up there? I mean, do you just use the same oil the whole life of that vehicle? No, you put fresh oil. We need to... <laughs> We need fresh oil every day. Yesterday, what you did in seeking the Lord is not good enough. Do it again. Every day. Every day. Keep it fresh. Keep that relationship fresh. And for you, married people, never mind. <laughs> I'm not talking about my marriage. You've got to keep the oil fresh in your marriage. <laughs> Are you hearing me, somebody? My, 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 my. All right. So freedom in the life of a Christian must always be maintained. It would be disastrous if the USA got rid of their military, wouldn't it? Because the military right now, that's what helps maintain its freedoms. That's, uh, you know, the freedoms that we enjoy right now, for now. For now. Right? I mean, if we took the military away and we just basically had open boundaries, I mean, who's going to come in? You know, come on. All these countries that hate our guts. Right? Right? For the Christian, it means, like I said, fighting the good fight of faith. Hold on to your sword. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Ephesians 6 says. Listen, the offensive spiritual weapons that you have as a Christian is the Word of the living God and the name of Jesus. The Word of God and the name of Jesus. Those are your offensive weapons anything in the book is fair game that we can claim in his name and never be the same don't you like this game oh my goodness all right hallelujah so listen uh the word of god and the name of jesus Your faith in the Word of God is a shield to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. How how many of you have been hit by some fiery darts lately in your thought life by the enemy? Absolutely. Well, if you neglect the Word of God, you have nothing to fight with and stand on against Satan and evil spirits. Because the Word of God, listen, the Word of God is the foundation for your faith. That's that's what you're basing your whole Christian life on. This is what you're basing your whole eternity on. Everything that it says. I mean, you ever hear some of these whacked out New Agers? They they say this thing, well, I think uh, it's like this. And I say, well, what are you basing that on? "Uh, I don't know. Uh, That's just how I feel. Well, pal, you ate some bad pizza last night. You got a lot of gas. You hearing me, somebody? But the real battle is a spiritual one that is being manifested in the natural realm. In fact, everything you see happening in the natural is, is a product of what's happening in the spirit realm around you. Did you know that? So in Christ, you and I are able to live free from the corruption that's in the world. You listen to some Christians, you wouldn't think so. You would think, man, we just have to settle with what the world and the devil bring our way, right? And that's not the case. Look at 1 John chapter 5. 2 Peter 1. We are to be partakers of the divine nature through these exceedingly great and precious promises in the word of the living God. 1 John 5. Four and five says, For who, or for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. Not just your opinions, it's talking about our belief, our firm foundation on the Word of God. It all comes back to the Word of the living God. That's why if you're a Christian, And you don't regard the word of God as holy, as infallible, no contradictions. If you don't hold those beliefs, you are not a Christian. Plain and simple. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God? According to that scripture, everything you and I need to overcome this world system is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And how many of you know John chapter 1? Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh. You cannot separate the Lord Jesus Christ from the written Word of God. You can't do it. Because the Word of God is a revelation of who Jesus is. Hmm. Colossians 1. Look at this. Having fun yet? Hallelujah. Colossians 1. Colossians 1, uh, verses 13 and 14. I'm almost done. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, or the authority of darkness, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom in Christ we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins when you got born again your citizenship changed from Satan's kingdom into the kingdom of God's dear son and for the Christian that is abiding in Christ listen For the Christian, I said, for the Christian who is abiding, continuing with. Satan and evil spirits have no legal right. No place, no opening, no authority to come against you in your life. For the Christian that's abiding in Christ. Because Ephesians 4.27 tells us, That tells us as Christians, this is not to the world. The world is puppets for the devil. Because they have that sin nature. All they they know how to do is sin. Ephesians 4.27 tells us as Christians not to give place to the devil. That's to Christians. You and I. I mean, if someone doesn't think as a Christian they they can give place to the devil, your theology is way out of whack. Amen? But for the one that is abiding in Jesus Christ, we have the ability to overcome the world and the enemy. That is why you can stand up as a Christian and say, I can do all things Through Christ Who strengthens me Notice it says through To go through you've got to be in If you're going to go through a pipe You've got to be in the pipe See you don't have to worry About what the economy is doing Because you are not a partaker Of the world system But a child of the living God We're talking about the God who made a coin, a gold coin show up, or a coin show up in the mouth of a fish to pay Peter's taxes. Jesus is in Peter's taxes. Send that fish, Lord. Send the fish. Who wants to go fishing today? (laughs) You got enough faith for it? Man. Look, I don't, listen, I don't have a problem with paying taxes, okay? What I do have a problem with is that my taxes are being used to kill the unborn. Oh my, don't get me started on this, people. (laughs) That our tax dollars are funding witchcraft to come into our public schools in in the occult. But you don't have to worry about what the economy is doing. When depression or discouragement tries to overtake you in your life, that is when you can stand up and say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When fear tries to grip you, you can command that spirit to leave you in the name of Jesus because God has not given you that spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. When the fiery darts of bitterness and unforgiveness start to come into your thought life, you can cut those those suckers off and declare that you have the love of God on the inside of you. And because Christ forgave you, you can forgive others. See, I, I refuse to accept and sign for the packages that the world and the devil bring my way. Don't make... The enemy's thoughts, your thoughts. How do you make them your thoughts? By meditating upon them. By worrying. By getting into fear. You, you know, it's just as well as a, a UPS driver comes up. Satan comes up in a, in a UPS or FedEx suit. and With a little package, you know, toting along, you know. He's got his little horns on and he hands you the box. Oh, thank you. Sign right here, Mr. Brandt. When you meditate on the fiery darts... Yay, when you start to speak those things and make them your own. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer, the Word of God says. So what are you signing on? The promises of God or the lies from Satan? Bite your tongue. Seriously, think about it. (laughs) oh my 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 it is your faith that overcomes it is your faith in the son of God your faith in the word of God that will overcome this world system if your faith overcomes the world then your unbelief in God's word will cause you to be overcome by the world Again, I'm taking it back again. This theme won't leave me. Childlike faith in what God says. I want to challenge you from right now. I hope you just keep on doing it, but I'm just challenging you. Only let come out of your mouth things that are in line with the word. Something negative comes up against you. Pick a scripture and speak a scripture at it. Are you hearing me? Someone's coming against you? Bless them. Bless them. Hallelujah. So keep the word of God in front front of your eyes and in the midst of your heart. They are life to you. The word of God is life to you. It will put you on the offensive. It will give you boldness to claim your freedom and rights in Christ as a born again child of the living God. True freedom was purchased for you and I by the Lord Jesus Christ. By his death, burial, and resurrection from the dead. Come on somebody. By the shedding of his holy blood on the cross. And your freedom from Satan demons, sin, sickness, disease, bondage, and poverty was bought with the price, the precious and holy blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to take advantage of all the benefits, all the freedoms that Jesus Christ purchased for you. Feed on the Word of God and stand on the promises of the Word. Because true independence true freedom is only in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said? Amen. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Let freedom ring in this place. In Jesus' mighty name.
1: I give you praise, O oh great, invisible God. For the moon in the space now, of the Now, if you've never night, made Jesus
0: Lord of your life,
2: if you've never made
0: Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, today is the day of salvation. Don't leave here without doing it. Don't tune out. Don't don't shut that that web browser out without making Jesus the Lord of your life. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, if you're in this place, meet me up here by the drum set. And I want to pray with you. Maybe you've fallen away from Christ. You said, man, after hearing Pastor James's message, you know what? I am not at that place, and I have truly fallen away from it. If that's you, I just want you to come over here. I want to pray with you personally. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want you to come up and I want to pray with you today to receive the precious Holy Spirit baptism, to be immersed in His presence, to walk and live in power, to be a truly a powerful witness for Jesus Christ. Maybe you need a prayer for healing. Maybe you uh, you need prayer for deliverance today. If that's you, I'd want you to come forward also those of you online, if you never made Jesus Lord of your life and you want to today, say these words and mean it with your whole heart. Say, God, I am a sinner. I've come to the end of myself. In coming to the end of myself, I come to this beginning of a relationship with you. And today, I make Jesus Christ, your son, the Lord of my life. It's him I want to serve. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for saving me. Baptize me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to live for you, God. If that's you, I just want you to type on in the chat room that you made that commitment to Christ today. Anybody, prayer for healing, rededication. You want to make Jesus Lord of your life today for the first time.
1: Jesus.
0: Anybody who has prayer requests online, go ahead and bring them up, guys.
1: I hear you. Great God, unseen, I see you. Invisible God. In the long cold death that the winter brings, in the sweet resurrection.
0: Stretch your hands toward Bruce. He's going back to Illinois, possibly to get another treatment. He said he wants Invisible this thing gone. Cindy and Kent, come up here and pray with me hallelujah oh lay hands on him right there go ahead everyone stretch your hands and let's command this cancer to go completely in the name of Jesus we all come into agreement Lord let your anointing that destroys every yoke that heals every individual let it flow through Bruce now we command every cancer cell to die and dissolve every bit of it every cancerous growth we curse you at the root and command you to go in Jesus name name. and God that you would do a marvelous work complete Lord you are a God of completeness Lord fulfill it complete it that the doctors would say Bruce is totally healed he's totally cleansed his blood levels are totally normal no weapon formed against him shall prosper we lose life over him and rebuke death in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every and any word curse that has been, ever been spoken over him. And we say, Bruce, be healed in Jesus' name. Every organ be cleansed, blood be cleansed, and new cancer cells or new new cells, every cancer cell. We curse you and command you to die. And new cells be formed right now in the name of Jesus. New and healthy cells in Jesus' name. You guys continue to pray with us.
2: you striving these days why are you trying to earn grace why are you crying let me lift up your face just don't turn away
0: here we pray for zoe right now in south africa uh she needs prayer for healing of a toothache and tonsillitis she's been unable to do her singing singing for the lord so zoe right now in the name of jesus i command that toothache to stop lord let your healing power flow through her body right in that that gum area right now lord god bring healing and wholeness In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command those nerves to be numbed in Jesus' name. Pain leave, healing come. I command any infection in the tonsil and throat area to to be removed and go in Jesus' name right now, right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray an anointing, a fresh anointing would come upon Zoe right now, God, that she would be used. To sing your songs, God. And that your glory in manifest presence would be loose in a greater way than ever before in her ministry and life. In Jesus' name. Do it, Lord. In Jesus' name. No distance. No distance, saints in the spirit realm. Amen? Amen. Uh, Alright. Charity and Kevin Merrick. They're uh, down in Washington DC on vacation and they want us to pray for a safe trip back on Saturday Lord I'm asking that you would encamp Kevin and Charity and whoever else went with them and their vehicle with your holy angels And holy ministering spirits that Lord they would have safe time while they're there in DC area Virginia area and Lord as they travel back I pray that your presence would encamp them I pray, God, that you would draw them closer to you than ever before in their lives, God, and that they would have a relaxing time down there in your presence. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, we pray for Jeannie uh, for uh, that God will open... Uh, okay, that uh, would open their heart, that God would open their heart and pour his spirit in... And that they would let, let God set them free. Lord, whoever genie is, is praying for, we lift them up to you and come into agreement right now. Lord, we pray just that you would set these individuals free. I command every evil and unclean spirit that's binding these individuals to loose them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, send laborers into their path to speak your word. To speak that word in due season in their life. That will bring freedom in their life in the name of Jesus And we pray for Bob. We pray for his healing, his emotional healing. And Lord, if he he needs any physical healing, I'm asking for wholeness in Bob's life, Lord. Body, soul, and spirit. That Bob would truly, Lord, have that desire to serve you, to follow your will in his life, Lord God. In Jesus' name, send people into his life who will build him up and strengthen him. In your word, in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. All right, everyone. Uh, those of you watching online, thank you so much. Make sure you keep in touch with us, uh, revivalchristian.org. If you're on Facebook, if you're not on Facebook, get an account, become friends with Elizabeth and I. God bless you. You'll see us next week right here in Big Rapids, Michigan. Hallelujah. Everyone, evangelism night is canceled because we have a wedding Saturday. Friday night is the, is the, uh, rehearsal. So no evangelism this week, no prayer this week, but we still have Wednesday night, six o'clock meal, and then Rodney Howard Brown video. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you then. Hallelujah.
3: Try to hold on to this world with everything I have, but I feel the weight of what it brings and the hurt that tries to grab the many trials that seem to never end. His word declares this truth that we will enter in this rest with wonders anew. But I hold on to this hope. In the promise that he brings, there will be a place with no more suffering. There will be a day with no more tears, no more pain, and no more fears. Face to face, but until that's it. Day...